There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. <clears throat> you're listening to the Sands Fans Network. Home of comedy, <laughs> culture, adventures, and ghosts. Hey everyone, welcome to Bookish. I'm George Dimrell. This is a show where we ask you, what's your story and what does it say about you? Today on the show, we have the Instagram and TikTok sensation known as the Air Fryer Guy, who has recently published a book titled Pimp Your Air Fryer. Jake Griggs, it's a pleasure to have you on. Hello. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. No, I love a... <laughs> I, look, I'm, I'm, I'm slightly biased because I saw this book coming out, Pimp Your Air Fryer, and I am... Um, a very big convert to the air fryer, although not as much as my mum. So my elderly Greek mum, she is the biggest fan ever. She cannot. St- she was against it, and then she came around, and she absolutely loves it. So well, that's probably part of the reason I'm having you on, Jake. I'm going to be honest. Well, thank, thanks to your mum. I appreciate that. Uh, you know, it's good to say she's come around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you know, you know, it's good when you're getting an elderly uh, Greek grandma to come on board and be like this is great so yeah that's right you've got to you know there's a lot of change involved you know so from all the traditions i mean they didn't traditionally have air fryers like you know 50 years ago no in kalamata (laughs) on a mountain in kalamata you're right (laughs) that's right (laughs) i guess starting off because i I don't know a whole lot about your background either that led to this so did you want to maybe give everyone a bit of an update on what led to you becoming this figure i guess Sure. Uh, well, first of all, uh, sen- uh, Instagram sensation. That sounds so nice. I don't <laughs> truly believe it, but I mean, okay. you know, it's a good, it's a great descriptive word that I'm happy to be a part of. All right. Okay. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I come from a music background, so I used to be a musician um, in, in a band called Something with Numbers uh, back in the day, and um, and then I just stopped doing music and just you know basically just started doing furniture removals and that sort of thing and doing nothing, you know, just nesting, just doing regular life for quite a a number of years. And then one day at Christmas I was um, with my family and my nephew, Nate, he he was just glued to the screen on this thing and I was on his phone and I was like, oh, what's that, mate? And he's like, oh, it's TikTok. And I had a look and I was like, oh, that looks a bit silly, you know, and he's like, it's not silly, it's the best. And I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever. He's like... Uncle Jay, can you be can you be TikTok famous? Because I'm just like, oh mate, really? Out of all the things you asked me, you, you know that that's what you want. He's like, he's like, please be TikTok famous. So I was like, <laughs> okay, all right, I'll give it a go. So I just started making silly videos as everybody does, just um, mm. random videos of being in the garden, and I don't know what I was doing until. Yeah. 
until one day I um, I put a I put my wedding ring into the air fryer and waited till my wife got home and saw her reaction and she got very angry and that video blew up. So <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, and so then I just then I just started putting other things in the air fryer like random stuff um, like. Um, TV remotes and anything you can imagine. I don't know, just for a laugh. Like a, <laughs> at this point, at this point, I wasn't even cooking, you know. Yeah. Um, and then, um, and then one day, I just thought, you know, I'm actually, I, I love air frying and I love cooking. So I was like, why don't I just actually make a cooking video? So I made a video. It, it was just simple. I thought it was just a simple where it's uh, a bacon and egg on toast, but all made at the same time. So just you put the, the bread and the egg and the bacon all together, all uncooked, put it in the air fryer and then pull it out after seven minutes and it's done. What? Right? Yeah, just like that. And I thought that was just normal. I thought that's how everyone cooked. Because I, I, basically my whole life is just trying to find the quickest way to get to the end, end result. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and so I made that video and just before I posted it, just because I'm always singing in my head, I just did a little song that said, um, if you got no time in the morning and you want to make a beautiful breakfast, I just started singing, just random, you know, posted yeah. the video and then boom, it just blew up. And so from then on, I'm like, all right, I'm going to cook in the air fryer like I always do, but I'm going to sing the recipes. And then that's, that's, it's led us to the fact that I've got a cookbook now, which is, is wild. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> that really is wild. Okay. Um, that mm. is <laughs> – what a journey. I love how, like, it combined actually some of the stuff you were doing earlier, uh, came back with the music and stuff into making it work. Yeah, and you, it's not one of those one of those things where you set out and go, look, I'm going to make recipes and sing. Like, it's all like anything – I reckon anything magical is accidental. That's what I believe. Like, I think all the great ideas are accidents, so, you know. This one was one of them. Maybe not a great idea, but it's an okay idea. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, it's uh, it's worked. It's got you some. Uh, you got a cookbook cook out of it, which is pretty impressive. Um, yes. Was that a? How long was the gap? I'm just curious now for myself. The gap between like when you finished, when you kind of went into regular life, as you said, you know, nested. Um, was that a few years in that, or like was it kind of from the band to that? I guess. Yeah, I feel like it was like five to ten years for sure. Yeah. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah, like a, a like a massive gap. Like I just given up on on all that sort of stuff. Um, I mean, the band went went pretty good. Like we were nominated for an aria, and we played like all the big festivals and two of the world and that sort of thing. Like we had a good run. Um, but <laughs> Man, what do you mean? This is the greatest second run ever. I love this so <laughs> <Yeah>. much. <laughs> it's a, it's yeah. a lucky little little second chance at um bit of notoriety. Yeah, something a little bit different. So was that um. Yeah, so that, I, that, I find that super interesting, especially like I think a lot of journeys with um, artists, like actually you're in a unique position because you have like some sort of, uh, I guess, street cred or whatever we want to call it now, bring out a book and that. You get to be an insight into like how, you know, you get to somewhere and then you kind of go and nest and all that. And then it like, I think a lot of people forget about that part of the whole artist journey a little bit. And there's nothing wrong with it at all. So like, is that something you felt was a natural progression, I guess, before the current trend that you're on? Yeah, look, I just, I just, I'd given up. Like, I'd just, I'd, I went through a big identity crisis. Like, because basically from when I was a teenager till when the band finished, that that's all I lived and breathed. Like, and if you want something to succeed, you have to be pretty damn passionate about it, especially in music, you know. Um, and that's who I was. I was just, I was the band guy, the guy in the band. You know, <laughs> that's all I knew. And then when that stopped, I just didn't know who I was so I just it took me quite a lot of quite a lot of years just to 
I don't know, feel normal again, you know. And um, and once I finally did, then now I'm doing this. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, that's pretty funny. It was, uh, yeah. Is that um, like this could this could go dark? I don't know. This is the like, yeah. um, <laughs> Oh no, he's got it. He's got it high on all his air fryer fame. Oh no, the notoriety got to him. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I guess we can talk about something, but I just just find this super interesting because, like, so was that journey there? Because I think that's something a lot of people, again, should hear more about because it can be, it doesn't get as talked about. I guess because most artists who are well known aren't at that phase; they haven't gone through that part. Um, was the decision to pull away from the music? Was that something like the band chose together? Was it something you just weren't feeling it anymore, which led you to kind of? Put it on the back burner. I just felt like it was time, you know. I just I felt like we'd done done all that I possibly could and dedicated my life to it. And I got to a certain point. I just don't didn't think that I could get any further. And um, and I just didn't want to be that guy who was like still trying at something, still trying to flog a dead horse. If you know what I mean. So I I thought I'd just quit while I was at a at a at a, at a good spot, you know, which was really really hard. It's like um, yeah, but but ultimately it was the right thing to do because um, you got to let go at some some point. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. That's why I'm so impressed because like, I, even though you might you can easily judge someone who sticks around past like when they should have, you can totally understand it. That's why I'm actually impressed that you were able to kind of make that call beforehand because that's a hard that's a hard thing to do when so much of your life has been tied in it for so long. Yeah, it was hard. It was probably the hardest thing I've ever done. Um, <laughs> And, and, you know, and people always, even in the first, like, first while, like the first year or two, everyone would be like, oh, why aren't you playing music, man? Like, you're the best. Like, why aren't you playing music? And it's, you know, you start to think, oh, maybe I should be, you know, but you've really just got to go, no, I've made that decision and I'm I'm not doing that anymore and I'm that's not who I am. So you just got to cut it off and, yeah, move yeah. forward. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I, I, and I hope I'm not dredging up painful memories of the past. It just, I oh, think no. this, yeah. again, this is like the, it's sometimes – uh, when people are in this sphere and uh, firstly balancing the two can be good as well for long term like having a normal life and doing your artistic endeavors but yeah mm. the idea of just sa- stopping it one day I think that can be freaky to people who are in the arts because they're like this never ends <laughs> like, yeah, does yeah. It end? so it's like yeah. that, I'm so interested yeah. in that call being made and like yeah I respect it a lot yeah, and you and you don't think it's ever going to be made when you're up and coming and you're progressing through your career. You're just like, oh, I'm doing this for the rest of my life, you know. And then until it is time, until one day you're just like, ah, oh, okay, yeah, this doesn't feel, just doesn't feel as fun anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. That that's usually when it's a good sign to yeah, stop. Yeah, I think that's I I actually 100% agree. That's why I think like that part, which I understand, it's like once the fun, because it, it is one of those rare ones. You're doing it because it's fun. <laughs> Yes. So like, it's yeah. like it's not like other careers where you might be doing it because of this other thing. It's like, yeah, you might be making some money for it, but the fact is, yeah, it's a lot of work for the return on the hours you're putting in is probably not as high as people might realize, even if it looks well paid from the outside. And that's right. Yeah, if you're not loving it, it can just feel like such a grind. That's right, and that's and and that's what I love about doing this. The air fryer thing is because I can just like whip up a song like in you know half an hour and then release it to the world straight away, rather than like in the old days where you had to, you know, spend a year or two working and writing and nurturing an album and a song until it finally comes out and you know after a big build up, you know, and it's just by that time you've already moved on. I just love the the fast pace of it, you know. It's yeah. really good. And also, you can do it from home, right? So if you've got a family. 
<laughs> That's right. Yeah, do I, I live at home by myself, so I've got plenty of time. So I'm just yeah, just got little studio set up and making podcasts and and uh, music and videos and whatever oh, I want, basically. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's so wow, that's so much more flexible. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Now, okay, so I guess we should uh jump into the book choice. And to be honest, that little you've just told me has reframed your book choice a little bit, maybe. Because I gotta say, this is <laughs> I you, I hadn't heard of it, and then I looked it up and I was like, Whew. <laughs> yeah. It's an yeah. intense choice. Okay. It is so, intense, hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> without further ado, uh your book of choice for today is the Diving Bell and the Butterfly by, I don't know how to pronounce his name, um, Jean-Dominique Borby, I think is how you know. It's French. I don't, I don't know. There's, there's actually a lot of, lot of words in that book where I just like, like had to skim through because of the, the, the French vocabulary, but yeah. you still get the idea, you know. Yeah, no, no, definitely. Um, and the, the and I guess a quick summary of it is a memoir, uh, so it's written of someone's life, and he... Uh, suffered from locked-in syndrome, which is where you yes. can't move any part of your body at all. So it's utter paralysis. Yeah, where all you can move is your eye. Is that correct? Yeah, well, normally in lockdown syndrome, you can't move anything, but you're, you're still completely um, aware of your surroundings, um, but you just you physically can't move. But um, this guy was lucky enough to have the use of one of his eyelids and a slight could slightly move his head, like like the slightest part. But like mentally, he's completely fine, um, obviously because he wrote a book. <laughs> but he's completely locked in. And, I, and I, I guess the – like there's a lot to do – there's a lot of like the story of, of the book. There's a lot to it. But I think the main thing is – the main thing you get out of a book is this guy only has one eyelid and he wrote an entire book with that one eyelid, okay, and I – I picked this this one because I in my head I was complaining when I had to write my cookbook in my head going this is so hard, you know, and then I, then I just start, I always kept thinking of this guy. I'm like, nah, nah, it's not hard, man. I'm sitting here on my kitchen bench just writing. That guy's got one eyelid and he's written a bestseller. Nah, just you know, man up, Jake. For God's sakes. <laughs> okay, that is like. <laughs> It's firstly a hilarious reason for it to be chosen. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like not inspiring because of like uh, just doing anything. It's literally just, oh, mate, he can, he's making me look bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's oh. right. <laughs> uh. I actually hadn't realized, I mean, you've heard of uh, sometimes in wherever about this kind of condition. So I actually am interested in um, a few things to do it. First, like the idea of just being utterly unable to move, like not even your eyes. Is that right? You can't even like look side to side. No, you can't do anything. Um, and in fact, one of his eyelids had to be sewn shut because um, it was getting infected because it wouldn't move. Um, so yeah, you can't, you just, you're just basically staring at the ceiling, one eye blinking, you could hear everything, but you just can't, you can't move. It's, I, mean, I can't imagine, like, it's so hard to imagine. Like it's yeah. just, like how, like, I mean, it's sort of scary. That scares yeah. me, actually. Really, <laughs> that really does scare me. <laughs> it, uh, man, let me tell you, I, you've literally added a new fear to my life today. So thank <laughs> yeah. you for that. Like, it's just a concept. <laughs> my pleasure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So, I know, I just didn't expect this going in. So I guess uh, there's a lot I want to actually talk about with this, I guess, firstly. But the number one thing is uh, from your point of view, um, when did you first read this? 
Oh, this is years ago. So this would have been um, this would have been when I was on tour of the band. So I'm going to say um, when it came out in it came out in 1995. So I was probably around oh, 2008 or 2009. I would have read it. I'd say. Yeah. Um, and I, I I picked it because it was um, a short book. <laughs> So I wasn't I wasn't scared of it. <laughs> so I was like, oh yeah, that that's got a cool cover and it's not too long. That'll be fine. I'll give that a read. And then I was just couldn't put it down. You didn't. Yeah, I see. You didn't know going in what it was about, or like not in detail. No, because because we're doing a lot of driving back then, so just driving up and down the coast of Australia. So I just like before a tour, I'd just grab a book just from cover of the book sort of vibe, and yeah, and I just got lucky with that one. I think. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if it's still stuck with you, if you're using it as inspiration for your own book, you know, 15 yeah. years later, yeah, it's a good sign. And just and, and just for life too. I mean, people complain about some of the darndest of things, and I do too. You know, like I was signing my books to, earlier today, signing books for Booktopia, mm. and I was annoyed. <laughs> like that's te- like that is terrible to say out loud, but it was annoying. I was like, oh. Like, this is so annoying. And then I think back to this bloody guy and he's just like one eye writing a book. I'm like, ah, he's beat me again. <laughs> he's making me look bad again, yeah. <laughs> yeah again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it is funny that it struck you while you were touring when you would have probably thought in a way, you would have been complaining, but you would have probably would have felt like it was justified because you're up to so much. Um, I guess so. I'm just wondering like what made it stand out to you back then as well. Like surely it's not just – Oh, I'm so lazy in comparison. Like what made it like no, no. feel like the – what made it stand out, I guess, yeah. Um, oh, look, you know, it's hard to say really. I mean, the, I think the, the fear, fear of um, – the fear of not living your life the fullest probably would have been the, the main thing um, where you, you just never know what's around the corner. Like this guy was – I think he was like the editor of – the French L magazine or something or Cosmo yeah, yeah. or something. Like he was like driving around in a Ferrari sort of thing. Like he was living the hard life mm-hmm. and, and this sort of happened. So I guess it was just like I just wanted to make sure that I really lived my life um, while I can, you know what I mean, and not, and not, not have any regrets um, even though I have many. I still try not to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, well, don't we all? But um, yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. it's funny, and again, and again, that's I guess uh, to jump forward a bit, I guess, from there, because I do want to talk a bit more about how it was done. But uh, yeah, I guess again, going back to like the decision, you know, to take a step back and focus on yourself and see that thing. Like people could be like, oh, it's that always that toss up, isn't it? In in life in general, being like, oh, you should keep going with something and never give up, but then at the same time, it's like, nah, but you should move on from something as well. <laughs> like you should be, yeah. Able to let go, and I think that 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 battle inside everyone on the planet, when it comes to everything, is kind of—I mean, it's never ending. Um, yeah, so you, it's funny you took it that way, like as in you living your best life was like to move on and maybe do your own thing, I guess. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I think from from being able to stop doing the band, like just being able to make that decision. I think since then, I have been able to cut off um, certain things in my life much easier, like things that aren't working, I just get rid of them and move on, you know, some relationships that I've had, you know, get rid of them, move on. And I think because I went through that whole, um, that the big one with the band, I think that mm. that's showed me, gave me the the tools to 
um, handle it a lot easier. But yeah, I mean, I just, I just always wonder how he goes to the toilet. You know, like it's just where's the toilet? You know, like come on, man. <laughs> well, it's, it looks like it gives a pretty like. So the whole book is him, like it's from his point of view, and like spoiler for anyone, he died. Um, yes. Right after the book came out, so it's literally like yes. it's a real unique. It does like I can see why it would hook in your brain to be honest because like it's yeah. purely from his perspective after the stroke yeah like as a person who's just sitting there i guess that's right he, he could have just given up he could just laid there and done nothing you know but he, he's yeah. written the book and and he hasn't even got any like he can't enjoy the wealth of the book or anything like that either you know it's just he just is just a man that had to tell his story you know it's, it's beautiful hmm Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Uh, like it actually, it really is. And I mean, this reminds me, uh, this is a real relatively obscure book but johnny got his gun um is this book written it's like an anti-war book but it's about a soldier who gets uh injured and ends up actually worse off if you can believe than this obviously it's fictional um but it's kind of about the the desire to live essentially um no matter what and it's like pointing out that actually that's more important than anything so the whole idea is like Forget your nations, forget whatever else. Like, just the you just want to live. <laughs> like, let let people yeah. live. That's more important than anything. And really I'm wondering is. how much does it go into that at all? This book does it talk about that side of things? Like, yeah, does he appreciate the the change in circumstances and how he still does want to be around and all that sort of things? Definitely, yeah. That's a that's definitely a, a, a theme throughout for sure. And I, and it's just the whole of like the whole idea of reminiscing about what he had to what he has now and just taking that in, into perspective, definitely. Mm. It's interesting that switch. Like, I, 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 yeah, this book is – man, I've got to be honest. I didn't know this existed. Now I'm kind of obsessed with it. It, it Like him looking back at that – because like this Johnny Got His Gun book that I mentioned, it's it has the same impact, but this one being real would totally do that where it's like, yeah, the comparison. <laughs> it would almost make it – it makes anything okay. When you yeah. Look back at what it was like to now – yeah. Yeah. Like like he like even with food for example like um he can't taste food anymore so the food just goes through a tube and he's down his throat into his stomach. Um so he has to like literally imagine himself cooking food and what it, what it tastes like and the smell of that as he's getting tube fed so that he feels 
like feels more human. Right. Can you can you imagine having to do that? Like you, like you know the food's going into you, but to feel more human, you have to imagine the process of the food. It's just it's giving making me giving me a tear thinking about it. It's crazy. Yeah. No, though I mean that. Yeah, this is like like I said, this is wild. Um. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess. <laughs> Let's do the most uh, laboured segue ever and say, speaking of food, <laughs> let's talk about air fryers. <laughs> That's where we went, eh? Straight from there. So good. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Have you, has yeah, there ever been, ever been a podcast where it goes from like high energy, hilarious, happies to like almost crying like in such a split second? It's <laughs> yeah, amazing. It's, it's part of the fun, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to food for a little bit. Then we'll see what happens. But like, because I'm curious about like, this so, oh, it seems so meaningless compared to what we've just talked about. But, you know, that is life as well. Uh, like, food, the whole point is food, is taste, and it does matter. So I guess um, two mm. things with that, uh, and one can tie into your new book as well. The way you described how you got into this whole pimp your air fry game is pretty funny because like, it, it seems so undeserved. Like at the same time, you were just doing it yourself, your own recipes like this idea of a seven minute you chuck the bacon which i still don't really understand so did you crack the eggs on top of the bacon yeah no so you just it's just a piece of bread um and then you press a little divot with your fingers into the bread like and then crack the egg into the bread just so and then put a piece of bacon on top and then just put it in the air fryer and that's it and then you just put it in there press the button and you walk away and you come back and you've got bacon egg on toast you don't have to nurse it you don't have to scrape the egg you don't have to do anything that's, so you can uh, you can go back go you know go put your pajamas on and go to the toilet or whatever <laughs> to come back and it's all breakfast is done. It's like having a a virtual assistant. Man, that's <laughs> virtual sounds... assistant, an actual assistant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, like I love that because like I've, I'm a recent switch to uh, I I always trying to do cooking, but I'm, one of my things is I'm just obsessed with it being actually as fast as possible because you have so many. Mm. Uh, recipe was always like, oh, it takes 15 minutes to prepare. And then I'm taking an hour, which I assume probably I'm not as good a cutter as other people, but sometimes it does seem very unrealistic what kind yeah. of people say is a recipe. Is your is your book full of stuff which is that easy and that fast? It's all, yeah, most of it's pretty easy and fast. Like I, I sort of, I made it so that um, there's nothing too technical in it. And that's purely out of the fact that I don't know anything technical. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's all, it's all super easy. There's, there, there is even a, um, I've got to refresh my memory here, but I, th- I believe there's even a, a chapter there that's, um, called crazy hacks, which is a whole bunch of recipes that basically takes away what you thought, how to make that item. And it makes it quicker and easier. There's like, these just two ingredient peanut butter cookies, right? It's the best thing ever. You wouldn't even believe it. Right. It's just, you get some peanut butter. And then you put um, a little bit of maple syrup in with the peanut butter, and then you just mix it, and it turns into cookie dough. Can you believe it? That sounds ridiculous. It sounds unbelievable, <laughs> right? It turns into the texture of cookie dough, and then you put it in the air fryer, and you've got cookies. There's nothing else to add. It's so easy. It's unbelievable. Look, this is sounding pretty good, actually. I've got to say, this is sounding magical. I, it's uh, magic. It's, uh, yeah, right up my alley. This, I, I love it. Sounds well, that's like, it. You don't have to get out the tray to get the bake, get out the flour, get out the butter, get out all this stuff. It's just put a bit of that in, put a bit of that in, give it a bit of a mix and put it in. That's it. That's all you need. That's the, all the. That's what I should have made the instructions, actually. Just put a bit of that in, put a bit of that in. Yeah, Bob's your uncle. That, that's exactly. Way easier. You can fit way more in. 
Is that how yeah. you come up with these recipes? Is this like, did you get suggestions from people? Kind of do some testing yourself? Uh, no, I've just look. I've just been cooking for forever. Like since I was a kid, my mum and dad love cooking, um, and I've just been always cooking. So I think once you sort of figure out the fundamentals of um, of how things mix together and what how things um, what 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 some ingredients do to other ingredients, you can sort of just figure out anything really. It's it's basically like a it's, yeah, it's like a science. It's also based on feel as well. Like with those cookies, I was just—I just had some peanut butter and I had some maple syrup. It was on the bench, so that was just a lucky one. I was like, "Oh, what happens when you put these two together?" <laughs> and I was like, "This is going to be disgusting." And then all of a sudden, I'm going, "That looks like cookie dough." <laughs> so some of them are accidents, um, and some of them are just um, just different ways of using ingredients, I guess. Yeah. I'm so intrigued. Love you just sitting there, just combining the two. Too much time on your hands. I, I'm sure there's some connoisseurs right now who are disgusted in what we're saying to each other, but I want 100%. to percent. Yeah. So with this uh, the air fryer guy, right? Yeah. I'm, curi- I'm curious now because TikTok obviously is now the biggest thing in the world. Uh, mm. Instagram is hanging itself, attempting to be the same thing. To anyone who's not listening to this, uh, who doesn't know, Instagram is a photo sharing app that used to be good until it got bought by Instagram or Facebook is now meta. And TikTok is a video viewing app that uh, is dominating the world right now. Your main focus is TikTok. Is that right with the stuff you put out? Uh, I, I just put it, I put it both out on TikTok and Instagram and at the same time. So right. um, I, I find like I have a bigger follower. Like there's, I think it's like 1.8 million followers on TikTok and then – 200 and something thousand on Instagram. But I find that um, they're very different audiences, but also a good response from both. So I'm, I'm on the fence which which one I like the most, mm. you know. So, and, and is that just it? Is it like every day or do you have a system in place? How do you kind of do it? Oh, no. Oh, it's random as. So uh-huh. sometimes I don't post for two weeks because I'm doing other stuff. And then sometimes I'll do like four posts in a day. I, I'm not. I'm not regimented in any sort any sort of way in my life. So I only just only do things when I'm inspired. So, and I don't. I don't just post just because. So, yeah. Right. I'm not. Okay. Um, I'm not. I'm not like. Yeah. I don't. I. I don't. I don't do it in the in the regular sense of social media. Where you know, I think some people have like calendar posts and they do it all this and they have all these hashtag things and I don't know, mate. I just. Make a recipe, sing a song, and put it out there, and then hope for the best. And it's worked so far. So yeah, I mean, it sounds like it's working great. Yeah, I guess yeah, yeah. it's got that personal like flavor to it. I guess pun not intended. I just realized that's not. <laughs> I'm not that cheap. <laughs> I didn't mind it. Yeah. Good. Um, do you, actually, just out of curiosity, now as well, do you use TikTok and Instagram? Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, I. I do. I use TikTok a lot. You've been hooked in? Yeah, usually when I'm just before bed. Mm. Um just before going to bed. <laughs> and and usually when yeah, and usually when um I'm like waiting in a waiting room like you know what I mean? when you're waiting for something, it's a good way to because time goes so fast. Whoever developed it, they've just figured out how to get you on there and not get you off. So I try I try not to go on social media that much, but probably probably still too much, but I actually learned so much from TikTok. Like I, I don't know if you're on it or whoever. If anyone's on it, they'll know that you you learn more from TikTok than you did from high school. I reckon. Yeah. No. Look, I've heard. <laughs> I did. Anyway. Say that's that's the uh... <laughs> some of the craziest things. Hey, like I I I just learned how to cut a watermelon the other day. Someone cut this watermelon, and I was like, oh my god, that's saved me hours, hours. 
Couldn't believe it. You've got like a half a watermelon, right? You cut it in half, so you've got like a – looks like that half a watermelon. And then from the sides, you cut into the sides, like levels into the sides, and then in the middle you cut around in a, the circle and then cut it into cubes. And you turn it out upside down, it just all comes out in perfect cubes. It was unbelievable. And cool it actually it. worked when you tried worked. it. Worked. Absolutely worked. Ah, yeah, now look, I think that is TikTok's the hack videos, which, hey, you're, you're, you're on that wave yourself of like actual good hacks that are useful and save time and actually work. That's, I think that seems what it's really made for more than anything else. Yeah, that's right. But I, I sometimes throw in some hacks that don't work just to keep everyone on their toes. You know what I mean? Like just throw in a couple of videos of like, oh, look what I made in this. Like the big one that I did was um, pancakes. So I made a stack of six pancakes in the air fryer. Um, and just put some like basically I just put um, a bit of um, baking paper, then like a spoon of pancake mix, then more baking paper, then a spoon of pancake mix, and just did six layers, um, and then pulled it out and it was just six perfect pancakes. And oh my god, the amount of hate I got from that was the best. There's like you, there's like there's like a hundred YouTube videos of people trying to recreate it, and it's just like oh, I just bought the golden circle pancakes. I got them from the shop. <laughs> oh, that's great that is that is like look uh funnily enough that's you're doing it right really yeah <laughs> you gotta have some fun eh? <laughs> yeah no yeah it's great and uh, i guess oh, now i've just realized let me just think if i should uh try to tie it back with this grim book choice you've done <laughs> <laughs> oh so good oh it's so hey, look i i feel like you're almost trolling me now with this it's it's amazing the difference because like <laughs> I know because I did look over. I'm looking over the Wikipedia thing as we're talking. Just a summary. And it talks about food quite a bit, which is a uh, interesting that that's with your food and stuff. And but you know that's whatever. I guess the one last part. Uh, look, I, I you know we could we could sit here all day and try to psychoanalyze what made this book special to you. You know, but uh, we both got things to do. <laughs> no, the because uh, because I do want to try to mention the book at least one more time. It sounds like if someone was unable to move. Is this covered in the book at all? Like, did he have any appreciation for music and things like that? Song? Uh, not that I can remember. I'm trying to think. Mm. I'm, look, I can't remember off the top of my head. It, it doesn't stick out to me. Yeah, um, that's right. No, but there, there, there may yeah. be. I feel yes. like I feel like if you are in lockdown, like, and you and you can hear, like, that would be one of the main things that would get you through, wouldn't it? Like. I mean, like if that's so, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. But that's one of the for me ways. anyway. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's that's why I'm asking to tie it back to you because uh, with your music background, I guess yeah, and you're still singing songs in these TikTok vids. Is that still a big party life music? Do you still play? Do you still listen? Do you still do anything? Engage with it much? No, no. It's funny. Like I, since I stopped playing, I've never haven't been to a live show since. I rarely listen to music at all. Like. Uh, the only time I ever listen is when I'm in the car and the radio turns on. But apart from that, no, I don't. I I just the only other music I listen to is the the jingles that I make. <laughs> so, really? so that's it. Yeah, or whatever's forced to me, like on TikTok if it comes up. Like I I just don't go out of my way to listen to music at all, which is weird because prior to quitting the band, and everything that's all I did. All I did was listen and play and try and figure out music and go to live shows and that's all I did. And then now. Just nothing, not a not a single thing, and and I have no intention to either. Which is, it's kind of like um, if you work at McDonald's and um, you like eat eat heaps of cheeseburgers for like fifteen years, and then mm. 
you quit McDonald's and then you don't really want to get in a go to the drive-thru and get a cheeseburger, do you? You've had so many. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like true, but it's just – I mean, that takes on an almost grim perspective, like to not even listen to – like especially because I guess – I'm guessing you would have listened to a lot of everything back then, so just surprising Mm. to cut that out completely. Even even if you just got stuck back then, so you didn't listen to anything new, but you listen to your old stuff, I don't know, it just seems uh, seems a bit uh, out there. Yeah, I know. I'm just I just don't have any drive to like drive to listen. Like I used to think every little every little moment I had spare, I'd like listen to music. I always have music in the house, but now I just and I'm only just realizing this. Like I don't I don't I don't really know. You know what I mean? Like I don't purposely do it. I just I just don't really <laughs> it's not a listen to like, music. No music in no. this house. <laughs> no, that's right. I just yeah, I just don't don't do it. And definitely don't go to live shows. I couldn't go to another live show. Oh, it would kill me. <laughs> well, look, you get to a certain age, and that kind of stuff does start losing its appeal. Um, that, yeah, so, that's for sure. Yeah, like maybe if you could sit in, but then if sitting in the audience or something, it just defeats the purpose of like sitting in somewhere distant. It's like you want to go to a live show to be in amongst it, and then you get to a certain age, you're like, oh, that's. And then I got to line up for the toilets. Nah, nah yeah, yeah, I've been, I've been amongst it. I'm happy to steer clear of it now. <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, definitely true. Um, wait, so then, but then that brings you back to the that book as well, like. Why, why aren't I going to live shows all the time? I, you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. I could have locked-in syndrome tomorrow and all I wished was to go and see a live band. You know what I mean? Like, it's just ridiculous. Like, we just take life for granted. Yeah, but, I mean, at the same token, like, firstly, you've always got your memory. He remembered his food tasting. You can remember your live shows and you would have a more first-person well, perspective of live shows than most people, I think. Well, I was a musician, so I've got some memory, we'll say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, but I think the other one, which is like, uh, and which you've had in your own journey, I would say, uh, it's not necessarily about squeezing every last, like, drag, overstaying your world. Like, you know, squeezing every last second, every last drop. But, like, that just means being true to how you're feeling, I would say, more than anything that's else. True. No, um, that's true. Yeah, like the, the, the time wasted. You could be you could be living the most high-flying life, just going to different countries every week and different people, drinks out, and that could be actually the worst. You could be after being like, man, I hated that. <laughs> like, why That's was right, I doing yeah. That? Like, isn't that That's some, right. Yeah, so I, I think it's a – it always comes back to, yeah, are you making yourself larger when you do it? I think I heard someone say that once, and I was like, that's a good way of phrasing it. Not happy or sad. Is this making you bigger or smaller? Hmm. A really nice way of phrasing that, that idea. That is, that is yeah. nice. Yeah, take all, take the happy and sad out of it. Those dumb emotions. <laughs> <Get> <laughs> what, are yeah. what are they? What are they? Meaningless. That's what I always say. Uh, okay. Well, look, we have jumped around a lot. So I guess one more thing before I sign off. In the in, in, along the same lines, um, do you read much now? Do you read many books? Uh, no. Memoirs sat in your. Appreciation I do not. At, I didn't, at that time. I'm not an avid reader. No, the last book I read was Atomic Habits, which was yeah. I think I got, well, I got halfway through it, uh, which defeats the purpose of that book. <laughs> so yeah, no, not a not a massive reader, which scared me a little bit coming onto this show. And I, I had a quick listen to your show, and it's like, oh, they're going to talk about their favorite book. I was like, ah, oh, shivers. What what books have I read that I remember? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that uh, the most intense book in the world. Well, that's probably why I still remember it because it was so intense. You know, what I mean? yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was I used to read a lot of medieval fantasy and that sort of stuff, but I, it's just trying to remember that that, that all blends into each other. So, mm. 
and I didn't want to. Yeah, I thought this was this was fitting because of the the struggle I had to write my book. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is not that is, that is not fitting. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Oh my god, that is a <laughs> it's a stretch. Yeah, well, just slightly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, look, understand. It just sounds like uh, you you were reading, you were listening to music back in the day, and now nothing. Yeah, just nothing. Just sitting yep. around. Sitting around. No, now I'm just creating. So now I'm just here. Instead of listening and reading, now I'm just making. So creating okay. things. So the opposite. Yeah. Exactly. That's always an important part of, a, I think, any healthy thing should involve plenty of that. Oh, I agree. Definitely. Okay. Well, look, I think we've uh, covered off a lot of bases there. You've given me a new thing to have a phobia about. So it's been a great <laughs> chat, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> you should have a read of that book if you have if you get a chance. It's a pretty quick pretty quick read, but yeah, it's 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 a good one. It'll it'll scare you for sure. No, that's uh, it sounds good. And I guess uh, do you, do you want to give a shout out to anyone to check you out anywhere or anything? Oh yeah, you can. Oh, I've got I've got a podcast. If you want to listen to it, it's called the Air Fry Guy Podcast, and um, we talk about all sorts of crap. There's lots of swearing, so I apologize in advance. <laughs> That's okay. There's a lot of swearing books too. Don't worry. Yeah, good. <laughs> um, okay, great. Well, Jake, thanks so much for being on. Um, I'll put all the links to everything you have there in the show notes anyway. Um, and yeah, thanks for being on Bookish. No worries. Thanks heaps. Thanks for listening. If you want to help support this show and all the other shows we do here at Sanspants Radio, then why not subscribe to sanspantsplus.com? For as little as $5 a month, you could have access to a whole bunch of bonus shows and content. Once again, that's sanspantsplus.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.